Woo! What a day. It's been a Wednesday, y'all. Uh, I'm Linda. Welcome to 90 Day the Melanated Way. Um, it's been hectic and it's appropriate because I just finished watching the first part of the single life tell all, which we're about to review. And phew. Okay. So we're going to do some housekeeping. I'm going to do a little bit of talking because it's on my mind right now. So I'm just going to get it all out. Um, so let's get the housekeeping stuff out of the way first. Um, wherever you're watching, if you can just hit that thumbs up, like, like, subscribe. It helps us so very, very much. Um, and then shout out to the people that make this show possible. My Patreon subscribers, Olivia, Vanessa, Tricia, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, Ray Della, Linda, Brianna, Crystal. Hey, girl. Hey, I see you in the live chat. Uh, Nicole, Amanda, Jalisa, Chandra, Judy, Beth, and Donna over at Anchor FM. I appreciate y'all. Y'all not subscribed to Patreon. I, uh, listen, you're missing out. That's all I can say. Um, bottom of the screen, you see where you can support, support the show so that we can continue to grow and bring you all the latest and greatest in the 90-day universe. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, I don't know. There's Super Chat, Super Stickers, you know? They're there. Uh, shout out to Michelle, who's over on our Facebook page as a moderator. We appreciate you. So, hey, girl, hey. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about something. The Melanated Way is growing. It's growing quite quickly. And I love it. I love you guys. I love the community that we're building. Uh, Facebook reaches like 3 million people a week. I love that. And over on Instagram, it's just, it's blowing up. So here's the thing that's happening over on Instagram that I want to address to you all directly. I made a post and as you guys know, I break a lot of news because I'm an entertainment reporter. So sometimes I have some inside scoop. It, that's what's going to happen. And if you guys are in my news and gossip on Patreon, you guys know that I give you all the tea there. And sometimes I give the tea afterwards on Instagram. Okay. And here's the thing. The thing that I want to tell you guys is that <clears throat> I am who I am. And part of that is me being Canadian. Part of that is just being just me being who I am. And my brand and who I am is just looking at life positive. Now, do I always have to agree with people? Absolutely not. Do they have to always agree with me? Absolutely not. And sometimes, and even in this episode, I'm probably gonna talk a little shit, but at the end of the day, it's not coming from a malicious place. It's not coming from a place where I feel like I need to attack people individually. And so that is what I'm trying to get away from is, is pure hate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not a fan of Big Ed, and I'm going to talk a lot of shit about Big Ed today. But at the end of the day, he doesn't affect my day-to-day -day life. Do you know what I'm saying? So in all of that, I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. And there are other bloggers and, and YouTubers and all of that stuff that you can go and, like, just trash people and trash people and trash people and, and like, celebrate in that. That's not this, and that's not who I am. And, you know, there are cast members that I, I'm not a fan of, and I'm sure they're, that they're not a fan of me, and that's absolutely fine. And I can voice my opinion. I can voice my concerns, and that's okay. We're all adults here. But at the end of the day, what I'm not about to do is I'm not about to, like, break someone down 
for for malicious reasons. Okay. So that being said, let's start the show. Listen, this single life tell-all part one was the tell-all that we needed. It reminded me of the tell-all that leaked that was 10 hours. I want I actually sneaked ahead a little bit because the Britney thing, I really needed to know what's going on just from a black girl's perspective. And when we talk about that next week, I don't think that many of you guys are gonna be on my side, but that's okay. Uh, I kind of feel like I know where she was coming from, but we'll talk about that. So um, they start off with Colton Vanessa. They're together. Um, they're excited that they're there. We realized that, you know, Vanessa used to be the side chick and now she's the fiance. So that's a whole thing, right? Um, Danielle's nervous. She doesn't know what to expect. This is all like the back behind the scenes stuff. They're coming into the green room. Um, and what I thought was interesting is the stuff that they were saying off camera. That's always the stuff that's super interesting to me. And so Cole is being super nice to Danielle, telling her that she looks good. What has she been up to? Is she dating? All of this stuff. But then under his breath, he says that he loves her, but she's cringy. You know what, you guys? That's something that I, I just can't stand. Like, I'm just not one of those people that can smile in your face and then talk shit behind your back and then be like, hey, but we're cool. We're not cool. Like, if you like me, you like me. If you don't like me, then just say that. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't pretend. And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's not why I'm, I'm not good at, like, schmoozing. Because even if I don't say it, you're going to see it on my face. And so I was surprised that Colt said that he thought she was cringy. I thought it was a little bit rude. Um, we're going to find out a little bit later whether she's in a new relationship and, like, how that's, going because I had all the questions. I need to know what was happening with Roberts and I'm glad I got some clarification there. And then Ed comes and you guys, okay. Ed comes and he brings the tears. And what I wanted to do, because I don't know, some of you may know me from After Buzz TV. Uh, I've covered 90 days from like the jump and we've interviewed Ed a few times. And I was looking for the interview that we did with Ed and I couldn't find it. And so I reached out to our producers and she sent it to me. And here's what I'm going to tell you is that Ed is a little bit of a manipulator. And he's he's like, he can be a professional actor because Ed can bring tears to his eyes very, very quickly. And so I asked my producer <clears throat> if she could send the video to me because I couldn't find it. And, and I have it here on my phone. And I, I was going to play it for you guys, like pop it up. But I ran out of time today, but I'm, I am going to try to look for it because I want you guys to have this in the back of your mind. And if I can play just a small part of it, I will. Oh, I think this might be it. I'm married. Other than I think I was in love. Yeah, here it is. Okay, <clears throat> so tell me if you can't hear it, but I'm going to try to bring it to the screen and keep it on my mic so that you guys can, can hear it. I'm like, oh, you know, we decided to separate. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to be fine. But then then she started dating somebody else. And then then when you realize that person doesn't want to be with you, that's where your, your, your hell begins. And, I mean, I, I don't want to get too emotional, but I would, I mean, I would be in the shower just, you know, falling. Like, it, the pain was so, so hard. I remember... Um, and this is what heartbreak was for me is that you're 
and so much emotional pain that your body hurt, my arms hurt, my, my, I ate. It was, and so I never wanted to let somebody get that close to me again. And there was never, because I don't, I don't, I mean, I lost 35 pounds in three weeks. Um, I almost died. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go on. You know, it was tough. And here it comes. Here it comes. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to show you guys that, and I'm going to clip it and I'll pop it on our page, but it's because he can bring the tears immediately, immediately. And so every time I see him, and even when he got into the green room and he didn't want to talk about it, and all of a sudden the tears were coming, let me tell you something, that's all an act. It's an act because he wants to make sure that he distracts you from the fact that he's A, A, A manipulator. I was going to say something else, but I'm just not even going to go there. I'm going to let you guys come to your own conclusions. But this is not new. So I just, I just want to let you guys know that there are people out there that know how to game people. They know how to groom people. They know that what they're doing is wrong. And instead of owning up to it, they place themselves in a situation where they're the victim. And because we all have empathy, especially when someone is crying and you feel like they're like sharing their emotions with you, that you're like, oh, wait, hey, you know, you, we can relate. Yes, breakups are painful. Yes, you deserve love. Yes, this was terrible. Yes, this person did you wrong. All that stuff to take away from what's really going on. And so me watching the tell-all and... Ed bringing on the tears immediately, not even on stage, but backstage. I was like, oh, I've been here before with this guy plenty of times and it's an act. And I need you all to know that's an act. And I just showed you some proof that's in an act from one of the interviews that we've done with him. And it's not okay, you guys. It's not okay because we've talked about on our show how he, he treats people and how he treats people is it's kind of messed up. And at some point, he's 56 years old. At some point, he needs to take responsibility for his actions. So um, he is in the back and he's saying how uh, she's moved on. He didn't treat her well. And it wasn't only because he didn't treat her well, but she was not taught to love. She was taught to fight. And she doesn't know how to be affectionate. So already, Liz is not even there yet. We're in the back and he's already making excuses. He's already blaming so that he is the victim, okay? And then he says he doesn't want Liz to be there today. Well, no, you don't want Liz to be there today because you don't want anyone to challenge the narrative that you're trying to dictate. And so if someone is there to actually witness what you're saying and then say something different, then it's gonna make you look bad, okay? And no amount of tears is gonna be enough, none. 
No amount of tears is going to be enough because people are going to see right through you. And I think for me, at least for the first part, that's exactly what happened. So, um, he's talking to Colty. He's like, Hey Colt, can I call you Colty? And Colt's like, I mean, I guess. And then he's like, so what's it like living with your mom? Well, Ed, what's it like living with your mom? You live with your mom too. Like you're not one to to call a spade a spade when you're the you and Colt have a lot in similar. You have a lot similar. You both live with your your moms. You both they talked about a lot of this being coddled. You both are coddled. You're grown ass men and your might yours might be worse because you're like 55 years old, 56 years old, 55 at the time. So I'll give him that. 55 at the time and you live with your mom. And just like Debbie said, De she brushes your hair, she puts the mayonnaise in your hair, she shaves your back, you cry to her, all the stuff. So I don't know if you're in a position to talk about what it's like living with your mom when you're in the same exact position. I'm just saying, I, I don't I don't know if, if Ed's the person. Um, so Colt is not impressed with Ed and we see a lot of that uh, throughout the, the tell-all and Colt basically says that Ed is an asshole and he's not wrong. Okay. He's not wrong. Hey, Master of Blackjack. Master of Blackjack says, yeah, Big Ed is in no position to step on a living accommodation. Facts. Uh, and then we see Fernanda pop in and she's had some issues with Colt. So she's a little bit nervous. They do like a little bit of a flashback of her um and colt and debbie and jonathan and how that all went with larissa and fingers up and all of that stuff and it that was a mess and that was actually a good tell-all too because a lot happened on that tell-all and then ed sees fernanda walk in looking gorgeous and ed says that he has a crush on fernanda and he wants to be with her i'm sorry but weren't you five seconds ago crying about Liz, so are you heartbroken? And oh, another 20 something is on your radar. And now all of a sudden you wanna be with Fernanda? You, Ed, wanna be with Fernanda? Okay. Just, it's, I wanna say so much, but I don't wanna say so much. I really need you guys to like come to your own conclusion. But a 55 year old, going after 20 somethings all the time is a lot to me, I personally think. And it, it it's almost like it doesn't matter who it is. If if you're like 22 to 25 and you look good, Ed's gonna wanna try to get with you. And I just find it like interesting. I find it very interesting. And something that Liz said later on in the episode, we're gonna talk about a little bit in detail. So, um. Everyone's worried about Brittany. Brittany's missing from the hotel. Apparently she checked in at 11. She was gone by 2 a.m. No one knows where she is. No one's heard from her since. They're all concerned. Then Molly comes in. Molly says her relationship with, with Kelly has been a little bit hectic because guess what? We talked about it all week so far, but the kid issue is an issue, right? Kelly wants kids, she doesn't want kids. It's a conversation that they need to have. And I personally think that there's no compromise there. 
There's not. And if you do compromise somewhere down the road, someone is going to have some resentment. Someone's going to have some resentment and it's not going to be good. And guess what? The person that has resentment is also the person that's going to cheat on you and is going to have a baby because that's ultimately what they want. So she talks a little bit about that and she's not super sure where they stand. Uh, although when the tell-all started, they did have an absolute unified front. So that was a little confusing to me as well. <laughs> Lori, you're not wrong up in the, the live chat over there. Um, <clears throat> so Ed is asked about Liz again backstage. He brings on more tears, right? So he first had the tears uh, when he first arrived and he was doing his to camera. Now they're all sitting on couches in the back. Uh, I believe it was Fernanda that asked about Liz, starts crying, um, and then Ed says Liz was the wrong one, which also is confusing to me as we move deeper into this tell-all. But originally he says Ed was the, or excuse me, Liz was the wrong one. And then Liz arrives and Here's the thing, you guys. She says, I always thought that I'd be in New York together with Ed. I can't believe I came here alone. And I was like, wait, what? Like, my radar went up. I was like, wait, what? What? Okay. Then Fernanda, she's moved to Miami. She loves Miami. She says she has new habits. She has new relationship, new friendships. Um, and then you know, Danielle is talking about Mohammed still being a part of her life. And what I got from this episode is that she still loves that man. She still loves that man. And if he said, be with me today, Danielle would be with him today. All right. So they start the tell-all. That was all the behind the scenes stuff, right? They start the tell-all with Ed and Liz. They broke up a month ago from the tell-all. And Liz says that Ed loves to rush relationships and he broke up with her um, and they had been introducing each other to family, you know, the sisters and the brothers and the cousins and her grandparents. And like two weeks after meeting her grandparents, they broke up. And then surprising to me, Liz said that she thought that he was the one. Ed starts crying again. Okay. He says that their relationship never had a chance because he's afraid to like and or love anyone because he has a fear of rejection. And then she said, you know, it took all this time to warm up to you. And then I finally fell in love with you and I fell hard and she was worried all the time. She was worried, Liz was worried all the time that if she didn't keep up with his pace, his fast pace, like our relationship, we got to be in a relationship, then we got to live together, we got to get married, boom, 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 that she would lose him. And I was like, you were afraid of losing Ed? You were afraid of losing Ed? I'm not sure, but like, so now we're saying Ed is the prize? You were afraid of losing Ed. Okay. Apparently Ed shut her out. He left her. He blocked her and went to Vegas, ranted about how he was having a great time with his sugar babies. 
posted pictures like he normally does all over social media. And all of that was two days after they broke up. And he said that he was trying to fill an emptiness and he realized that he's looking like an asshole and he's in therapy. Okay, so let's talk about that. First time in therapy at 55 years old and saying that he's working on his issues and that he doesn't love himself. He admits that he's an asshole. He admits that he told her to leave all the time, anytime they were fighting. And you guys got to remember that they only dated for months, right? So it's not like this is years of a relationship. They only dated for months, yet they broke up, what, six or seven times? And Ed is the prize? And now Ed is in therapy. And I've talked about this on my show before, but you can't, I'm all for therapy, you guys. I think we should normalize therapy. I think more people should go to therapy and that that should be okay. However, you can't go to therapy and not be honest with your therapist about what your issues are because you're not gonna get past your issues if you don't actually deal with what your issues are. So when Ed keeps saying that her therapist says that he doesn't love himself, okay, Ed, but you may not love yourself. That might be true right? You might have some insecurities, but that is not the only issue. You're a gaslighter. You're a groomer. There's a reason why you're 55 years old and you prey on 20 something. There's a reason for that. Okay. There's a reason why Liz literally said, literally, I'm quoting her, that Ed was grooming her. There's a reason why she said that. Okay. Your own daughter has issues about you dating younger girls than her. That is what you need to talk to your therapist about. Why is that? Why is that? Okay, because I can sit here and break it down all day. You've been single for 29 years, and then Rose, who's like 23, and all of a sudden we've got Liz, who's like 26, you're 55, your daughter's 30 something, and you refuse to date anyone that you're in your age bracket. Okay? There's a reason. And you need to address that reason. It's not only because you don't love yourself. There's some more, there's more stuff going on. And like, I, <clears throat> I'm holding back because I just think that there's only so much I can say, but I'll say this. When Tiffany, his daughter, talked about the type of women he dates, there's a reason she said that he dates the 20-somethings that are single moms with young children. There's a reason she said that. And I think that that's the issue that I personally think that he needs to deal with. And if he doesn't deal with that, <laughs> Dasha says, Linda, why do you always hold back? Because I don't want to be sued by anyone. I'm just giving my personal opinion. And I know that you guys are getting what I'm putting down. And I think that specifically with Big Ed, um, it's a slippery slope because he's a slippery slope. But I think that the more we hear from him and the more we see him, he just reveals himself. And to me, it's very clear as day who he is and what he's about. And 
unless he deals with the issues that he actually has, it's just going to be more of the same. It's going to be more 20 something who are just finding themselves. And especially if they're single moms, they're going to rely on him, right? He's going to say, he's going to wine and dine them. He's going to say, oh, you're this, you're that, you're beautiful. Let me buy you this. Let me do, take you here. Let me fly you here. Let me do all this. But then when it actually becomes the relationship, he needs to be number one. But guess what? Those single moms have children. Those children are going to be number one, number one priority. And then that's where the issue comes. Anywho, he admits he's an asshole. He admits he told her to leave plenty of times. Okay, she talks about how they have different love languages and Colt is over here in the back saying, you know, you sound like a piece of shit. And she gives the example of when she moved into the house because she did move in um, and wanted to kind of like decorate and he didn't let her. He picked out the pictures, he picked out the frames, he picked out where they're gonna be in the house and that should have been good enough for her. Meanwhile, his house is full of photos of himself. And we've seen this over and over again. He wears his own shirts that say Big Ed. He has a tattoo of his own face on his leg. He carries uh, travel mugs with his face on it. Like, if that's not a sign of a narcissist, I don't know what is. You know what I mean? Like, you go and you have a to your bathroom and there's a picture of yourself in the bathroom. How weird is that? Your shower curtain is your face. How weird is that? Like, it's weird, you guys. It really is. Right? And we can all take selfies and we all can love ourselves and blah, blah, blah. Don't, like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, I don't have, I didn't take a picture of myself and then go to a tattoo artist and say, hey, put a picture of my face on my own body. I didn't do that. I didn't take a picture of myself and send it to like a Bed Bath & Beyond and say, hey, go ahead and print this on a shower curtain so that I can have more of myself so that when I'm going to the bathroom, I can see myself. And because the shower curtain's not enough, go ahead and, and print another photo so I can frame it of myself so I can also go ahead and put that in my house as well. Oh, and because that's not enough, when I leave my house, let me go ahead and take my travel mug with my face on it as well as wear the shirt with my face on it and so then go out there and then talk to, my, talk to people and to myself in third person and refer to myself as Big Ed. It's weird. There's no way around that. That's weird. So <clears throat> Ed says in his own words that he is self-absorbed and he's always wanted attention. So let's talk about that part. Master of Blackjack, ridiculous. Imagine if Linda had a tattoo of her own face on her leg. Yeah, let's imagine that. Let's imagine that. First of all, my family would disown me. Second of all, I could never go anywhere because I would be embarrassed for my own damn self. And third of all, I would just never do that. I would never think of that. It would be ridiculous. Yes, exactly, Julia. And Ed gave stickers away with his face on them to people. Yes, all, all the things, you guys, all the things. So Ed is self-absorbed. We, we, we've established that. And he says that he's always wanted attention. And here's, here's my issue with it, you guys. Yes, he's always wanted attention. And so it's not about the relationship with him. Because guess what? If he gets a relationship, he's no longer going to be, like, he could be unhappily ever after and do the actual 90 days, all of that. But he actually doesn't want that. What he wants is the admiration of the fans. What he wants is the attention 
of the people. What he wants is for everyone to say how funny he is, how amazing he is, how he's like so great. That's what he wants because he didn't have enough of that in his life. So what do I always tell you guys? That whole, if you're not happy with yourself, no amount of admiration is going to be enough for you. And so he's chasing, and I don't know the saying, so if I'm saying it wrong, then correct me, but he's chasing a dead horse. Like you can't think that all the external adoration is going to be enough for, for you if you're not enough for yourself. So when you go back to he doesn't love himself, well then if you indeed don't love yourself, Big Ed, then go ahead and talk about that in therapy and love yourself and don't subject any young girls to the nonsense. Because if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? Okay? Just saying. Then Terrence arrives. Um, no one knows where Brittany is. Apparently Terrence, who's, you know, gone on only a few dates with Brittany, is supposed to be Brittany's mouthpiece, but he doesn't even know her that well. So part of this was like irritating to me because I was like, that's like you going out with some, some, I'm not going to call him a random, but let's say Dasha. Dasha, and I don't know Dasha, but I'm just using her as an example. Let's say Dasha goes out with this dude and they've gone out a total of a dozen times, okay? A dozen times is not a lot. A dozen times could be you've gone out almost every day in two weeks, or it could be you've gone out once a week for two months. A dozen times is not enough for you to say that you know somebody. So then this dude, let's call him Mark, okay? Mark is now Dasha's mouthpiece, and he's going to talk for her and say, Yes, I know where she is. Of course, Terrence doesn't know where she is because they haven't talked, he said, since February. And they're just dating. They're not in a relationship. So what does he know? How, how can he sit on a tell-all that we've met him for five minutes on like two, three episodes, but he's going to tell us all about Britney? We as fans know more about Britney than Terrence knows about Britney. But however, whatever. They're looking for her. Producers are asking him to call her calls subscriber not available which means she was on a flight that's what that means right so apparently she came to new york landed 11 left at 2 a.m terrence says he's not surprised that's how she does things that's how she is how do you know terrence because she ghosted you is is that the reference you're giving because she ghosted you okay because you know people are different in relationships than they are in their business relationships, how they are outside with their friends. They're different in relationships. But if you're saying, because you know for a fact, because you've dated her for five seconds, that that's how she is, okay, we'll go with that. Uh, he calls again on set, <clears throat> no answer. He explains that they've had an on again, off again relationship with Brittany, hasn't seen her since February. Uh, he broke up with her, or excuse me, she broke up with him via text. And it's been like back and forth and they've broken up like five times over, over their dating relationship. Um, and it's because she's had other situations going on. Now, the other thing that was going on too, is Kelly, who's new as well, was in the back and he had a lot of commentary as far as I was concerned for a new person for the tello. And so he says, oh, well, you know, you're just in rotation. 
And Fernando jumps in on it and like, what do you know about rotation? And you know, that means she's like dealing with a bunch of different people and you're just one of the guys that's in rotation. Fernanda admitted to doing the same thing, but didn't realize that guys knew that the girl that females would do that sometimes. Guys do it too. People people do it, period. So, you know, he was just one of the guys in rotation. And so no one knows where Brittany is. And Colt talks a little bit about knowing about being in rotation because Colt gets the ladies, which I still don't get. I still don't get it, you guys. I still don't get it. I saw the pictures. And I'm trying to wrap my mind. Like, we'll get to Colt. So anyways, they pull up Yazan and they pull up Adam via video chat. Um, and here's what I thought was interesting. Uh, they asked... Terrence, like, you know, have you heard about Yazan? And he says, yeah, Brittany always says that he's a liar. He's a liar. And here's what I thought was fascinating, you guys. Yazan really didn't have anything negative to say about Brittany in this part. So the first part he said, I'm not surprised she said I was a liar because we had just broken up. And so she was angry about the breakup. And then when Brittany didn't show up, Terrence was the first to throw her under the bus and say, yes, he's not surprised. This is something she does. And meanwhile, this is the guy that she, she's dated for a minute. But Yazan says it's not like something Brittany would do. If she's absent, she has a good excuse. That's what Yazan said. So that's what her fiance, ex-fiance had to say. He could have thrown her under the bus, which, you know, yeah, he kind of says a little something. But in this, about her character, about what she does and how she represents herself as a person, he said, this is not something that she would do. There's, There's got to be something that's going on. There's got to be a good excuse. Okay? I need you guys to remember that because when I peeked ahead at part two, where everyone was making Britney be, you know, the big, bad B... I was like, oh, see, you guys, you might not know the whole story. And I think that oftentimes, you guys, is the reason why. It Honestly, you guys, is the reason why a lot of Black women get stereotyped. And, like, I'm not saying that Britney's not a diva because she is. But there's more to the story. And so instead of, like, just dogpiling on her and assuming some stuff, maybe like hear the rest of the story. That being said, Sean asked Yazan to call Brittany and he's like, nope, nope. Because she's quick to anger, she's rude and she's moody. And that was the problem in our relationship. Then there was like this weird thing about like whether they had sex, whether they didn't have sex. I think they absolutely did have sex because Adam talks about how Yazan told him they had a purely sexual relationship and that he loved her body. And then Yuzan then says he didn't, then he doesn't want to talk about it because it's private. He doesn't want his now fiance or now wife, Lena, fiance to get mad. Plus he doesn't want to get in trouble with his family because in his um, traditions and customs, you know, you're not supposed to have premarital sex. And you know, he did. He just doesn't want to own up to it on national TV. Okay. So then there's Danielle. 
so we find out that Danielle and Robert haven't had a date since the last date that they had. She said that he comes up with all of these excuses. His car got stolen. Um, then there was the holidays. She was in school. Then he had some medical issues, all of these excuses. Um, and then they bring on Lauren, Lexi, Michelle, and Robert via video chat. And Robert automatically says, oh my God, you look great. You look great. Hey, Stevie, hey. Yes, Gazan was lying because of his family. Those are facts. We already know the truth. He couldn't even be honest with himself. And I think it was Molly that was like catching him like darting, looking all over the place when he was answering questions. It's because we all know the truth, but he has to save face. I get it. Um, so Lauren, Lexi, Michelle, Robert join. Robert tells Danielle that he, she looks great. She looks beautiful and he wants to see her again. And I was so happy to hear that because you guys, I do think that these two make, they're a good match. They're a good match. They, they are similar. They have a lot of similarities and I feel like they have a lot of same values and beliefs. And I really hope that they work out because I think that they would be a good match for each other. So why hasn't he talked to her? Why hasn't he seen her? Why haven't they gone on a day? And he he says the same things. He's had his car got stolen. That took a couple of weeks. And then um, he had medical issues, something with his toes, whatever. And her friends, Lauren, Lexi, and Michelle aren't buying it. They're like, well, you know, if you really want to be with her, she deserves more. And you could have like at least FaceTimed her over these times. And you just need to take more initiative and you need to take the bulls by the horns and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, stop the chatter. They don't know. Just talk to her directly and y'all work it out. You and Danielle work it out. Right? So I feel like he holds on to like, life issues the same way that Danielle holds on to life issues. And that's why I actually think that they'd be a match. And I think that they probably can help each other out, right? So if you want to be with someone, in my opinion, you're going to make them a priority. So yes, I get your, your car got stolen, but you know, you could take an Uber. I, I mean, I'm sure they have Ubers where you are or a taxi or whatever and not make it a big deal, right? And maybe he didn't think of that. And then the holidays, well, you know what? You could have gone for like coffee over the holidays, whatever. Like, I think they don't think outside the box. I think they just think in the moment, like, oh, I got to deal with this issue and this issue. And Danielle's the same way with the, her whole like tunnel visual with Muhammad. Like, I need Danielle to get over Muhammad. And I don't think that they should be besties. And I don't think that... Um, they need to talk to each other every day or every other day. I just don't. I think that that gives her hope in the back of her mind. And I also think that if he said, I'd be with you tomorrow, that she would drop everything and be with him again. And that's concerning to me. Um, so she felt, I was proud of her for not crying. Okay. Cause she feels that she's gotten closure finally from this whole smelly situation. I'm glad because I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of seeing it. Like, good. We've moved on because any, any moment further that I see Danielle, I don't want to ever have to hear about this again. If she's had her closure, none of us need to hear about this ever again. Let's, let's keep it pushing. Okay. Muhammad comes on and he's frustrated. Now here's the thing that I thought was super crazy. You guys is that Muhammad is not brand new. He's, he did a whole season with them. He's doing like 
98 Diaries or whatever, plus he like popped up on The Single Life. So he knows how production works. And I don't know if any of you guys have, have, have been on a set, have filmed anything. Production literally takes all day. So I don't know who told him that he was going to be in and out in an hour because that's an absolute lie. I, there's no, even this production from home doesn't take, the show technically is an hour, but it doesn't take an hour. It takes time. So you can imagine being on a set with like 10, 15 field producers, 10, 15 directors, wardrobe, makeup, sound people, engineers, grips, the whole thing. You're not going to be in and out in an hour. So whoever told him that is a lie. Or maybe he misunderstood it because this is not his first rodeo. This is not the first time he's dealt with production. He knows how production works. So, dude, if you had to be at work, then say, hey, either I'm taking work off or no, I can't be on the tell-all. It's simple as that. But he came on frustrated because they've kept him here all day and they need to learn respect. And this is the last time I'm gonna appear on the tell-all or the TV show. Yeah, you said that last time. I, when Sean said it, I laughed because I remember that he said that the last tell-all too, or he took off the last tell-all too. He's a bit of a hothead. He's a little bit of a hothead. And so he really didn't want to talk about anything. And all he was saying was like, I'm not talking about whether I'm dating someone. That's my private business. Let's talk about Danielle getting straight A's. And let's talk about like all the good stuff. And you guys always do this. And I'm out of here. Okay, calm down, Muhammad. Just calm down. I get that you don't want to come off as a bad guy as you normally do. But all of this, super unnecessary. It's unnecessary. You, you came in at a 12 and we're all at a five still. So um he leaves normal comes on back to big ad and you know you guys from a journalist perspective sometimes i get upset when we don't ask the questions i do i get upset when you have an opportunity and you have some right in front of you and you don't ask the questions so she comes on and she really didn't say anything, but she wasn't really asked anything, right? So the only thing she was told was that, you know, Ed is taking a beating and she says, it's okay, he deserves it, right? And mothers always know what their children are like. Doesn't matter how old the child is, they can be a grown ass man. They they know their, their children. And so because of that, I needed someone to ask her what she actually truly feels about her son dating 20 somethings. I needed to ask someone to ask her and why she thinks he does that. And why is it okay? And like, what is his history with his wife? Because even when Tiffany came on, Tiffany, Tiffany says a lot of stuff without saying a lot. And you know she knows how her dad is. And she know, you know she, she thinks everything that we think, she thinks it too. And she doesn't think it's okay. And that's why she has a problem with Liz and how she had a problem with Rose. So it was unfortunate that Norma wasn't asked the questions. That's all I'm saying. So 
All she said was that Ed was insecure. She didn't say those words, but that's what she meant because he was worried that Iz being so young might find someone else, right? But that's not on Liz, that's on Ed, right? Because you're 55, Ed, she's 26. She's still finding herself. So that insecurity is strictly on you. And you should know that as a 55 year old man. Um, I love what Fernanda said though, because when they were talking about, you know, Ed's not really ready for a relationship or a wife. That's what Liz said. And Ed got all huffy puffy, like, what are you saying? And then Fernanda said, well, you're living your twenties and you're 50. Those are facts. Those are facts, y'all. Straight facts. This 55 year old thinks he's 25 years old, thinks he can roll with the 25 years old, year olds, act like a 25 year old, run with the 25 year, year olds and he's 55. So when Fernanda said you're living your twenties and your fifties, that was it. I was like, go ahead and mic drop because that is facts. Facts. Between the costumes and like the, uh, that he does and all the stuff and all the, uh, uh. Yep. Makes sense to me. Makes 100% to me. 100%, 100% sense to me. Um, <clears throat> Ed goes back to saying that he doesn't love himself. Uh, they talk about Vegas and what really happened in Vegas, which I thought was interesting because, you know, on the show, they, they made it seem that Liz took off and just left him. And remember he said on The Single Life that he felt abandoned again and alone and all this stuff. The part that he left out because he always leaves out his responsibility and his part in it was the fact that he was fighting with her at the hotel the whole time. And then he picked up the phone and act like he was booking a ticket to leave her there. And then he left, right? So what did she do? She booked her own ticket as well because she thought that in the morning he was gonna be gone. She can't stay there by herself. So she's gonna go back to her kid. That's the part he left out on the show that we find out on the tell that I was like, see, Not only that, you guys, after Liz left Vegas, what did Ed do? What did Ed do, you guys? Did Ed take responsibility for his part of the breakup? Or did he call his daughter and blame her that they broke up? Oh, yeah. He called his daughter and blamed her because it's everyone else's fault but his own. Everyone else's fault but his own because he's the victim that cries on cue. He's the victim that everyone else does him wrong and he does no wrong. So that all happens and they're like, okay, we're gonna take a five minute stretch break. And then during the break, again, super confused, confusing, right? So in the beginning, Ed doesn't want to see Liz. Liz is heartbroken. She fell in love with him, but then it's over. And then during this weird break, they talk throughout the whole break. They tell each other they miss each other. She misses sleeping with him. She rolls over to hug him and he's not there. Then he kind of alludes to getting back together. And then she kind of says, yeah, I will if things change. And I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Why would you ever get back with this dude? Like, why? 
You just said he gaslighted you. You just said he went to Vegas and texted you how he's with his sugar babies. He he, And then he called you or texted you and said he was going to keep dating over and over and over till he found the right. Like, why would you go back to that? Like, why? But you're going to sit here and say that you guys love each other and miss each other off camera and like be all in each other. It was weird. Like, the only thing I could think of you guys was that she's totally been conditioned by him. Like I can't, I make it make sense. Please someone make it make sense. Cause I could not, I was like, what? What are these, what? Then that all gets broken up because Brittany texts Terrence back. She's like, what's up? And then he's like, where are you? No response. So then we move on to Colt and Vanessa. And apparently the relationship's going really well. They're engaged. He's given her password. So there's transparency in their relationship. They still have huge trust issues with each other. And then this whole weird sex thing is going on. Colt is like a sex addict as far as I'm concerned. And apparently like he talks all through sex and he gives like stories like in the beginning there was the sky and the moon and the star can you imagine i mean i'm all into role play and all of that stuff but what you're not about to do is just jibber jabber the whole time like how how annoying would that be you guys how annoying oh my goodness it just I mean, to each their own. Maybe people like that. It's clear that Vanessa's not for it. It's like jibber jabber, jibber jabber, jibber jabber. Um, she's worried that she's not going to be enough for him. And if he's ever going to be satisfied. And he talks about how it's her energy levels that is not matching with him and doesn't necessarily have to be about the stories. It's more about the energy levels. And then they really break it down and give details. Like apparently he was in the shower. She went in to give him a bolo job. And later he said that it wasn't the right energy for him. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. Okay. Dear men, I personally do not know one man that is going to complain about a blowjob. I just don't. I don't. And I definitely don't know one that's going to say that you didn't give it enough energy. I don't. Now, I don't. I'll say this, okay? Colt, I've seen personally not in real life, but I've seen pictures of what you're working with. And I feel personally that you should be grateful. You should be grateful that this woman wants to A, be with you for the rest of her life. B, is willing to have sex with you two, three times a day. And C, will jump in the shower and give you a BJ. That's all I'm saying. So I don't know, uh, and, and no one has been able to explain it because he does, he does land beautiful women. He does, on a regular basis, he lands them. And I, I don't understand what the attraction is. I, I, not the attraction, let me take that word back. I don't understand what the big deal is because he's a, like self-proclaimed like 
has a huge sex drive, all this stuff, but like most people say it's not what you have, it's, it's how you work it. I'm not a believer of that. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I'm not. I, 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 I'm just not. I'm not. So all I'm saying is that Cole is lucky to be with Vanessa. He's lucky that she's so open and willing and all of that stuff, and he shouldn't fuck it up. That's it. That's it. Um, Kelly's in the back talking about he thinks that sex uh, Colt has a sex addiction. I personally think that he does as well. And then we find out that Vanessa's moved in with Colt and Debbie, the family house. They're all living together. Debbie comes out, and then it was a shit show from there. So you guys, like, bear with me because I was trying to, like, what's happening and take my notes and be all this stuff. But so Debbie, Vanessa, Colt live together. And then Debbie comes out. And Debbie looked beautiful, by the way. I loved the new hair. I loved everything. I thought she looked fantastic. Um, but then Ed kind of attacks her and tells her that she's like coddling Colt and that Colt needs to get off the nipple. Then Debbie says, F you to Ed, and they start fighting. She tells him to stop going after poor little girls. You need to look for love instead with someone your own age um, and someone that's not a kid. She's not wrong. And then, um, Ed says, well, you're just way too close in that relationship and you baby him. And then she's like, baby him. What about you? Your mom babies you. Mayo and the brushing of the hair, seeing you naked in the shower. And then she calls him a low life. Then that fight was like about to go off. And I was like, oh, what's happening here? Let me just pay more attention. But then Brittany calls. <clears throat> And so producer like shuts that down. Brittany's on the phone. She says she's gonna talk soon. Will you talk to Sean at least on the phone? And she's like, okay. And then that's where it's ending, right? She Sean says, what happened? And she's like, yeah, well, dot, dot, dot. Stevie says, Debbie for the win. She went off. I was all about it. I was like, Ed. You need to pick the proper battles, and this is not the battle for you because everything that you're saying about Colt, you and self, you're deep. You and self, you and you. Can I speak? You yourself or that same person? It's bizarre. It's bizarre, you guys. It's bizarre. Okay, so that was the end of it. That was all we got, and I loved it. I thought it was very entertaining. I, Like I told you guys, I snuck ahead just a bit because I needed to know what the hell was going on with Brittany. And I'm gonna talk about it in depth next week because I don't think it is what you guys think it is. I don't think it is what you guys think it is. And I'll just say, I'll say this little snippet because it really is on my mind and on my heart. I've done a lot of productions. I've done a lot of shows, okay? And it's, I'm not a diva, right? And I'm a grown ass woman. So when I show up somewhere and they don't have the right shade of makeup, I always know that I bring my own, like even now I have my own little makeup bag right here, right? 
So I know to have a backup just in case. For hair, not everyone knows how to do black women's hair. It, it's a fact, right? So we've seen Brittany on The Single Life, her hair looking really messed up. And she herself is saying that she's not a hairstylist. And whether she's like extensions or wigs or whatever the case may be, I understand her wanting to represent herself in the best way possible. And so I can imagine going somewhere, because I've been there, where they don't know how to do your hair and makeup. Does it give her a right to not show up? That's the conversation. But did she have some valid issues? 100% she did. However, the only thing that I thought was like super diva that was like, you're in New York City. I've been to New York many a time. There are plenty of hotels and they're all fantastic. So your accommodations were not up to par, not what you expected. You're fucking in Times Square. All the hotels in Times Square are all about the tourists all the time. They're all up to par. So don't stop playing. So, I mean, Stevie says she couldn't find a hairdresser in New York City. And that's the other thing. Like, it's New York. Even, even if you have to go to Brooklyn, they're everywhere. So, it's a valid point. It's valid, though, Stevie. It's valid. It's just a matter of what her true issues were. But we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week, you guys. Um, thanks for being here, you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. More shows, more stuff. Um, make sure you hit that like button. It's been great. Uh, live chat was popping. A master of blackjack. Ridiculous. It's been great, you guys. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I love all the new people that we're starting to see. And I'll see you guys very shortly. Bye for now.